What's up, everybody? This is the Resonant Frequency Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. I hope y'all all had an awesome Christmas. I know this Christmas has been a cold one. Uh, it was 49 degrees in our house on Christmas Day, so it's been a little chilly. Um, but other than that, honestly, I'm just glad to be uh, ringing in the new year. Got a lot of cool stuff planned out next year, big dreams and aspirations, so hopefully you guys do as well. Um, so the Resonant Frequency podcast is going to be going through some changes. These changes are going to be outlined in a future episode called Recalibration. However, this episode is going to follow the standard format. So hope you guys savor it and enjoy it. It'll be the last one that plays out in this exact order. Um, and then also don't forget to tune in uh, for the next episode where I'll kind of go over what changes to expect and why I think it will improve the podcast. But without further ado, let's get things started off in space. So NASA has awarded the Texas-based company Icon $57.2 million for its Project Olympus, which is working to develop technology that will allow humanity to build outposts on the moon and Mars using locally available dirt and rock. Icon is a pioneer in the use of advanced construction technologies here on Earth, for example, the company built the first ever fully permitted 3D printed home in the United States in 2018 and has since delivered entire communities of such houses in the U.S. and in Mexico. The company launched Project Olympus in 2020, reasoning that its tech could help build critical infrastructure like landing pads, roads, and habitats on the moon and Mars. Icon has already produced a prototype of sorts, a simulated 3D printed red planet habitat called Mars Dune Alpha, which NASA will use to train astronauts for a long duration mission. Icon plans to use the money to learn how lunar soil, or regolith, behaves in lunar gravity using simulated samples and real ones brought back by the Apollo missions. So I thought that was a pretty cool story, you know, using the locally available materials to be able to construct stuff on um, planets outside of this one, you know, Mars or the moon. Uh, that seems like it'd be really handy and you wouldn't have to resupply as much if you could get the resources from the planet itself. And so that's why I believe this could be pretty impactful um, for any extraterrestrial outposts that uh, humans decide to build. All right, and moving things on to world news, Russia announced on Tuesday it will ban oil sales to countries that abide by a price cap imposed this month by the West, giving its long-awaited response to the most dramatic step taken so far to limit Moscow's ability to raise funds for the war in Ukraine. Under the price cap, which took effect on December 5th, Oil traders must promise not to pay above $60 per barrel for Russian oil to retain access to Western financing for crucial aspects of global shipping such as insurance. The cap was set close to the current price for Russian oil. However, it's far below the prices at which Russia was able to sell it for much of the past year due to windfall energy profits. This is a huge disruption of Moscow's ability to offset the impact of financial sanctions, and Russia is the world's second largest oil exporter after Saudi Arabia, and any disruption to its sales would have far-reaching consequences for global energy supplies. The Kremlin ban would halt crude oil sales to countries participating in the price cap from February 1st 
to July 1st, 2023. A separate ban on refined oil products such as gasoline and diesel would take effect on a date that has yet to be set by the government. So taking this into consideration, I don't believe the gas prices that we're seeing now are honestly going to extend very far into 2023, and we could be looking at several dollars a gallon extra moving forward. So just be aware that that is a possibility. Also in world news, China's Zhejiang, a big industrial province near Shanghai, is battling around a million new daily COVID-19 infections a day. Um, This number is expected to double in the coming days ahead. The provincial government said on Sunday um, that this is likely to happen. Citizens and experts have called for more accurate data as infections surged after Beijing made sweeping changes to their zero COVID policy, um, which is kind of just unleashed havoc. They went from super controlled to, you know what, do whatever. And that's just kind of a ridiculous turnaround from them. I honestly didn't see that coming. Um, But I did know that they were going to have to do something uh, because it was just crushing their economy and it was a ridiculous policy. So I wasn't sure if they were going to crack down more or admit fault, but it seems like they just kind of released it on the people, which, you know, if you've been locked down and starved out and then the government that was like zero COVID, zero COVID, zero COVID, they just like threw their hands up in the air and then just millions of people were getting it a day. That's I don't see how the people aren't livid about it. I mean, they already get screwed over all the time, but I don't know. This seems like a particularly big slap in the face. Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, the zero COVID policy that had put hundreds of millions of its citizens under relentless lockdowns and battered the world's second largest economy, China is entering the most dangerous weeks of the pandemic. And that's a research note from Capital Economics. The authorities are making almost no effort now to slow the spread of infections. And with the migration ahead of the Lunar New Year getting started, Any parts of the country not currently in a major COVID wave will be soon. The country's healthcare system has been under enormous strain, with staff being asked to work while sick, and even retired medical workers in rural communities being rehired to help grassroots efforts. All right, and moving it along to U.S. news. So the popular Chinese video app TikTok has been banned from all U.S. House of Representatives managed devices, According to the House administrative arm, the new rule follows a series of moves by U.S. state governments to ban TikTok, owned by Beijing-based ByteDance LTD, from government devices. As of last week, 19 states have at least partially blocked the app from state-managed devices over concerns that the Chinese government could use the app to track Americans and censor content. The $1.66 trillion omnibus spending bill passed last week to fund the U.S. government through to September 30th of 2023 includes a provision to ban the app on federally managed devices and will take effect once President Joe Biden signs the legislation into law. And to continue our U.S. news, the House did approve that $1.7 trillion funding package, which capped a chaotic week as party leaders dashed to avoid a shutdown and an intensifying winter storm just before Christmas. The package contains 6,825 pages, 
4,155 pages of legislative text plus 2,670 pages of explanatory materials that instruct agencies how to carry out the provisions and include at least 4,000 earmarks to pay for the pet projects of representatives and senators. The bill was brought forth without enough time to understand the contents or read it thoroughly, yet it passed and is headed to Biden to sign into law. Inside the bill was an additional $45 billion to Ukraine, $10 billion to the CDC since they did such a great job with COVID, $3 million for the LGBTQ Museum in New York City, and $3.6 million for the Michelle Obama Trail in Georgia. And obviously another increase in military spending for the Pentagon that just failed their fifth audit, and so much more. So I can only imagine like a company operating in such a way where the CEO gets the yearly budget just like hours before they have to make a decision. Um, That budget committee would be fired instantly, and it's a shame that our government runs that way. All right, and for the local segment this week, roads in Huntsville remain closed this morning as a result of winter wind that was blown towards the U.S. from Siberia. Temperatures over the holidays got down into the single digits, only to be followed by a white icy Christmas that was just a little late. While a deeper dive may not stay local to Huntsville, let's explore a less common narrative of global warming. This excerpt was taken from YaleUniversity.edu. Scientists have long warned that temperatures will soar and people will swelter as rising levels of greenhouse gases lead to global warming. However, new evidence suggests that these conclusions were somewhat off-base. Instead of sweating, people around the world may soon be shivering as high temperatures hasten the coming of the next ice age. Currently, huge volumes of fresh water are being poured into the North Atlantic by melting glaciers. Disrupting the conveyor belt of ocean currents such as the Gulf Stream, which is responsible for keeping the UK and Western Europe balmy. Recent studies indicate that the cold water outflow from the North Atlantic has dropped by 20% since 1950, and that northern waters have become progressively less saline. Unfortunately, these changes will not affect Europe alone. Atlantic currents are only one part of a worldwide system, and disrupting them may be dramatic climate change to the entire planet. Without the Gulf Stream, temperatures in the UK and Northwest Europe would be at least 5 degrees centigrade or so cooler, with bitter winters at least as fierce as those of the so-called Little Ice Age in the 17th and 19th centuries. Fate loves irony, and how ironic would it be for global warming to actually result in global cooling, which, if you look into the effects, are actually much worse. Plants can adapt to the heat. However, bitter cold will destroy plant life and much of the crops our species relies upon for survival. So it does reinforce the fact that global warming is an issue. However, it just could have a completely different result than what the standard narrative would be. All right, and moving things along to the crypto segment this week, we've got Bitcoin coming in at 16700 And for the crypto story this week, so Sam Bankman-Fried, the disgraced former cryptocurrency executive, was granted release from federal custody in a Manhattan court uh, a couple weeks ago under highly restrictive bail conditions, including a $250 million bond secured by his parents' interest in their California home. 
and a requirement that he remain in home detention with them. It was the latest twist in a swiftly unfolding saga that has turned one of the crypto world's most recognizable paper billionaires into one of its most prominent villains within weeks. Drawing comparisons to Bernie Madoff, the notorious fraudster whose money management operation turned out to be the largest Ponzi scheme in history, Mr. Bankman-Fried, 30, appeared in federal court just hours after his extradition from the Bahamas, where he was arrested at a luxury apartment complex on December 12th. So what's crazy is he was actually released on bond instead of bail. So people were speculating how he came up with the $250 million to get out of what would be basically prison. Um, and it turns out it's just basically an IOU. So he spent the holidays with his parents in their luxury mansion uh, rather than kind of facing punishment for his actions. So just goes to show you if you pay the right people, you'll be in good hands. All right. And for the positive story this week, an electric car has made a record breaking 621 mile trip on a single charge powered by the sun. The solar powered SunSwift 7 averaged nearly 53 miles per hour in under 12 hours to set a Guinness World Record while competing 240 laps of a track to represent the distance from Sydney to Melbourne. SunSwift 7 is the latest in a long line of successful solar-powered cars from the University of New South Wales, Sydney, since the first vehicle was produced in 1996. It weighs just 1,200 pounds, which is about one quarter of a Tesla, and boasts impressive efficiencies thanks to its aerodynamic design, the efficiency of the motors and drive chain, and incredibly low rolling resistance. However, the car is not road legal as it is missing the essentials like climate control and airbags. The cost is prohibitive as well, but a solid data set is an important jumping off point for building future solar cars in a country like Australia that is blessed with almost year-round sunshine. All right, and for the fun facts this week, sliced bread was first manufactured by a machine and sold in the 1920s by the Chillicothe Baking Company in Missouri. It was the greatest thing since unsliced bread. And the original name for the search engine Google was Backrub. And honestly, I'm glad they changed it. And the third fun fact, wombats are the only animal whose poop is cube-shaped. This is due to how its intestines form the feces. The animals then stack the cubes to mark their territory. Um, honestly, I don't know why humans don't do that. That's, that's pretty baller. All right, and for the comedy segment this week, I started a band. Uh, it's called 999 Megabytes. Uh, we still haven't got a gig, but I'm hopeful. Um, but honestly, what's crazier is, uh, my buddy, he's a dwarf. He got kicked out of this nudist colony. Uh, apparently, you know him, he's sticking his nose in everybody's business. Um, but yeah, we actually got this chicken. It's kind of weird though, cause, uh, you can hear her every morning counting her own eggs. So we decided to name it, uh, Mrs. Mathma Chicken. So I think it'd be a good name. One that uh, is quite fitting. Inspirational quote of the week is, I'd rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right. And that is by Elon Musk. Spotify song of the week is That's Life by Still Woozy.
Alright guys, that concludes the last episode of Resonant Frequency for the year. I hope you enjoyed all the episodes. I hope you learned some new things. And honestly, uh, I'm looking forward to next year. Like I said, I've got some changes that will be implemented. There's going to be that following episode called Recalibration. Look out for it this week, and I will see y'all next year.